Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, it was, man. Uh, the, uh, the pool went on in the middle of the night because we got below 38 degrees or whatever and all the pumps started cook- kicking on. Get your pipes fixed? Um... I don't think so. How about your plumbing? You I have the le- the leak is fixed okay. in the uh, the pump. Okay, but I still got water everywhere. The the, the the washout zone is just a nightmare. Not messing up the turf, is it? The Emerald oh, no. Cu- Emerald Custom Pool turf. No, no, no. They uh they they're fantastic. Shout out Derek. Um, but the pool, so the, the trash cans were in the neighborhood or all over the neighborhood. Oh, now boy. mine are fine. I guess they had a lot of water in them. Yeah, uh, to weigh them down. But everybody else's are scattered about the neighborhood, and I did not help anybody pick it up. No, it's four thirty in the morning. Yeah, pick up your. Own I wouldn't trash. even pick up my own. I wouldn't even pick my own up at four thirty in the morning. You did you send a uh, a community note out like the lady did with no. the boxes and go? I've collected all your trash. Come pick it up. A- absolutely not. I'm a normal, adjusted human being, and uh, yeah. I don't bother mostly. other people. Mostly, it sounded like Stephen Jones yesterday on KMC was pretty positive about the status status I yeah statuses sure. <laughs> of Tyler Smith and Stefan Gilmore uh there was a report out that the MRI showed no significant damage on Gilmore's shoulder injury it's going to pop back in going to pop back in and be okay maybe he plays with a brace what can you tell us Roberto? Isn't, isn't that a subluxation isn't that what they call that where it pops out and it pops back in ask I don't, over here. I don't remember. I believe it is. So that that's enough to knock out Ja Morant for the season, and then Stefan Gilmore's just gonna like. Play no, he had a labor tear, right? But it started with the subluxation. That's what had like caused. Oh, started it, started it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, no, he he says he'll be ready to play. He is as important as just about anybody on the team right now, or or not just him. Any of those corners is as important because the drop-off behind Jordan Lewis yeah. and Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore is terrifying. Another reason to really want to avoid the Rams. Yeah. Want no part of Cooper mm. Cup and Nakua, who had maybe the best rookie receiver season of all time with Stephon Gilmore banged up. No thanks with Matt Stafford on top of it. No, I mean, again, if you can avoid tough matchups on you know on the outside individually, by all means, especially if you're deep or or not sorry not deep, and you're already you're already down one corner for the year. And what was the Stafford notes you were sending last night? So this is wild. And the NFL had tweeted this out, and it's a big argument in favor of Matthew Stafford and and the type of difference that he makes. The 
all-time leading receiver in a in a Wasn't single season. Wasn't tweeted by Orlovsky? No, it was not because it was an actual good point. <laughs> by the way, I loved that he was getting crushed on social media for his analysis during the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. He was getting destroyed on Twitter as just a oh, – He just was oh, nonstop. Oh, he's a color analyst. Yeah, he was just getting crushed as, like, he won't shut up. He's got to, like, talk incessantly, and there's, there's mm. no – he doesn't let the game breathe at all. But the NFL had tweeted out this note that like who, is, show. who is the single <laughs> season leader in receiving yards in NFL history? It's Calvin Johnson. Who is the last receiver to win the NFL receiving triple crown? It's Cooper Cup. What rookie set the record for receptions and receiving yards? It's Puka Nakua. All three of those guys did that with Matthew Stafford as their quarterback. Someone got on the ball. Someone got on the ball. Yeah. What about Tyler Smith and, of course, Stephen Jones saying that hopefully the majority of Zach Martin's illness, they were thinking about putting him on a private plane, his own plane, to go ahead and isolate him for the Commanders game. Tyler Smith, we get good. We got the full tear. Tyler Smith should be good. So Tyler Smith is, I think if that was a playoff game they were playing against the Commanders, he plays. And so it's, you know, Nate Newton had torn that and didn't miss any time with it after the full tear. And I had seen him last week out at, uh, Cowboys Club when we were doing Cowboys Crosstalk and I had asked him about it. I was well, like, hey, Steven said you tore yours and didn't miss any time. And he was like, yeah, he's like, it's, it's just one of those things where when you fully tear it, it's just about pain management. If you can deal with the pain, you can play. And so it's something where they probably were just trying to give him some rest. They felt like they had everything handled against Washington. TJ Bass, Brock Hoffman, they both played really well at the guard spots. I mean, relatively speaking, it was better than Chuma Yudoga. And so I, I think that, yeah, he should be good to go. It's just a pain management deal at this I point. I just hope we're not being like blindly naive to believe in Gilmore. Okay, he can just come back and he'll be good to go. That first hit or first mm-hmm. fall on the ground, first fall have him tough. compromised or out. Yeah, I mean that first that first time he falls and he does sort of a either a belly flop or a you know like a sliding head first kind of thing where that shoulder is going to be up. That that's the test. That's a test. First time he lands on it, there's a test. Like you know, any, you know, anytime maybe first time he he hits somebody, you know, maybe he lowers shoulder, maybe he lowers the other shoulder. But I mean, I would I would think generally guys try to tackle one. You know, they they have a preferred way to tackle. It's just that first time he does that, any of those is going to be an issue. Look, you got to catch a ball on Stephon Gilmore to be tackled by Stephon <laughs> Gilmore. Chop. That's yeah. all you got to worry about. Okay, True. he forced sixteen incompletions this year. That was sixth in the NFL according to PFF. So he's uh, he, he's going to shut things down. Don't you worry. Where did this tweet come from? From Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, out of the blue. Jerry Jones is expected to show full support for Mike McCarthy on his radio show on 105.3 The Fan Tuesday morning. Sounds like he's he's heard rumblings that uh, Clarence was one of the ones who was reporting heavily on what Jerry had said after the game and pointing to the, we'll take it a game at a time or we'll see how each game goes or whatever the exact language was Jerry used. And so I, I'm guessing that Clarence, after trying to dig her out of that story, found out just just wait till Tuesday morning. Jerry will clear this up for you. Okay? Yeah. And so my anticipation is Jerry probably, regardless of what we want to ask, well, like, you know, we'll say good morning, Jerry. And he'll go, good morning, Bobby, everybody. And he'll say, <laughs> uh, he'll say, hey, before we get started, and- I just want to say Mike McCarthy has, uh, bu- and then he'll launch into Mike McCarthy. Yeah. No, now we just got to not ask him about it. Don't ask him about it. And he'll say at the end. No, we won't even just ask him about McCarthy. He's not going to start off with it. What, 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 what are you going to throw me your leadoff question for Jerry? 
Congratulations on winning the NFC East. Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, look, I think a big part of this is Mike McCarthy, and I do want to say that Mike McCarthy, whatever question you ask, he's going to loop back and go, all right, I'm going to get my answer. We, no. we wouldn't be able to ask about Dan Quinn. We wouldn't be able to ask about anything if we were trying to avoid him giving us that answer. All right, so why the need to come on, clean this up, or clarify? He, he knew what he was doing after the game, I would think. Now you got to come maybe on he here. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't. Maybe he had a, a, just an honest moment and instead realized, eh, is this the talking point I want yeah. leading into a playoff game where uh, I want them focused? I mean, and also, like, we've all, I've, at least I have, and I'm sure everybody has, we've all thought something and said something when in our head it sounds one way, but then when you when it comes out uh, or if it's in print, it sounds a totally different way. I do it every segment. Yeah, I mean, I do it, like, every day. Uh, so that, that, that certainly is a possibility. And the other possibility is just that, he was like, "Oh man, I that that didn't go over well, and let's let's fix this." Here's the reality: is that, and by the way, how would each of you have answered that after the game, Jerry? Does this clear up any question over Mike McCarthy's job status moving forward? What would you have said? Because I think what he said was the right answer. I don't really know how you answer it a different way. Even if you say now's not the time for that, guys, maybe that's the best way to do it. That's it. Is that you say? In fact, if you want to refer back to it, and I'm not saying Jerry would refer back to it, but if you're asking me how would I have done it, I said, hey, guys, look, just like last year, we weren't talking about Dan Quinn's status. Mike McCarthy at the end of the season said, hey, we're not talking about this till we have a chance to evaluate. Yep. We're not talking about Mike McCarthy until I see the complete picture or talking about anybody until I see the complete picture what we do. Right now, we're really excited about our chances in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and there's also the the the, 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 the possibility that, he was like, what, "What a dumb question! Like, Mike's not going anywhere. Like that. That's that's another one but too." Well, but he could have answered that. I know you're a master of coming up with the uh, better call chop, but yeah. number one, if he was not prepared for that question, that was stupid preparation by all parties. And I love you, PR guys and gals, but you sh- you have to know that that's coming. And number two, if he felt that way, that it was such a ridiculous question, you easily put this to bed by answering back. With like that, this is such yeah. a ridiculous question. Yeah, it's not even something to talk about. Look, it's unlikely. The I fact think. of the matter is, this is wait and see. Yeah, if they lose by thirteen, lose by ten. You even wrote it in your email. Oh, if they lose, it's all bets are off. Right, right. There, there, there's you know there, there's there's levels like you know you could just and Jerry may have this standard for the second round. I mean, I'm booking. I'm not going to go to Santa Clara, but in, I'm mentally booking. Bennett, Bennett's going to ask you. Don't worry. Bennett Glazer. Air Glazer. I'm mentally, I'm mentally booking the trip to the NFC Championship game, and I'm sure that Jerry Jones probably is as well. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I think that if you told me that we're sitting in Oxnard next year, you know, 200 yards away from the tennis courts, it, we're, we're sitting out there, and Mike <laughs> McCarthy comes to sit down, and he's got a brand-new contract when he sits down, I wouldn't be surprised. If you tell me we're sitting down with a completely different head coach next year, Bill I wouldn't Belichick. be surprised. And it wouldn't be Belichick. He's not going to give us the fun Taylor Swift interviews or anything else. But I would imagine not- we end up interviewing Bill Belichick <sighs> uh, we're on, once, we're on, we're on to Cleveland. once a week. How I mean, that'd be an awesome thing to be able to tell your friends, but how miserable would that You be? would have to write down at no less than 25 questions for, <laughs> for the 10 minutes. I mean, but re- realistically, would you not be surprised if next year we're interviewing a different head coach no. or if we're interviewing McCarthy with a new extension? No, I wouldn't be surprised. I would lean towards him staying. 
I think uh, it's but, likely. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be stunned. Sorry, Choppy, I cut you off before. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, okay. If they lose by 14, I think, like, if they were to lose by 14 to the Packers, I think we're oh. seriously oh, talking about Oh, they lose by 14. Fired. I mean, it's like. It, yeah. And and I think it is with the idea in mind of, like, okay, let's, let, we, we've got a, a narrow window here to figure things out with Dan Quinn. And so let's just go. I think that would be the the likely scenario to be, all right, clear him out. But then again, if you lose by 14 in the Packers, Dan your defense Quinn's probably didn't too. play great either. I don't know that it's gone. It's just you you were asking different questions. What probably. I think happened is Jerry made the comments, and then Clarence was a bulldog. And Clarence was like, you all want to clarify this? You realize you left the door open here. Uh, you did not give a full backing. And then someone over there in Frisco said, relax, we're going to address it on Tuesday. He's going to he's gonna clear this up. Clarence. That's what happened. Clarence is a bulldog, and Clarence loves to... To kind of take something, and go. Oh, did you guys see this? Hey, and like he likes to, he likes to point it out. So and we call a media member, in and other words, mm-hmm. more than more than anybody else on that beat. Clarence likes to do that. Oh, and Clarence, a troll. no, I'm saying Clarence actually has. Uh, Clarence has no fear. Clarence is fearless, is what I'm saying. And it's it's more than once in his career gotten Jerry to walk up to him and go, Hey, let's talk about what you were talking about over there. And so it's possible that happened again. Three teams have put in that we know of three teams have put in interview requests for Dan Quinn to become their next head coach, the chargers, the Panthers and the commanders. It's not uh, the Panthers are the one that it's not really like that impressive, right? Cause everybody put in for the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers, Panthers requested for yeah, everybody. The Panthers wrote on their own website, "We have requested nine interviews," and like they threw it all out there. The Chargers is the one I can't get past. Ever since we talked to KJ Wright, and KJ Wright just threw out the Chargers on his own of like, "Yeah, I think this is actually." Uh, I've never thought Dan was going to leave before. I think he's going to leave, and I think he's going to go to the Chargers. It's like, okay, that's weird. That seems like you know something. Yeah, and so just that connection there, and clearly the Chargers like the way the Cowboys have built things and they like the the system that the Cowboys have used when they brought in Kellen Moore and then let him bring in Doug Nussmeyer and kind of use that influence. So I, I the Chargers is the one that I keep looking at and going, I, I could see that one at this point. And 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 from Kellen Moore's perspective, it makes a lot of sense. If, he, if he's going to stay there, uh, he'll be the best case scenario, I think, for him. Uh, but and that's the job I think everybody wants anyway. At least, I mean, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me a choice between the Chargers, uh, Washington, and uh, Carolina, I'm taking L.A. every day of the week. I mean, they got a quarterback. A lot of Falcons talk. A lot of big game hunting Atlanta talk when it comes to Harbaugh. When it comes to Belichick, that was coming out yesterday from Albert Breer and others. Yep. Michael Lombardi dropped it on his podcast as well, and he's tight with Belichick. Yep, more smoke around the idea of Belichick going to Atlanta. There's the smoke, obviously, between Belichick and Washington. Then, you know, Florio keeps trying to stir up this Belichick-Dallas thing. Peter King. Lighting up my phone, Mike man, Florio. Man, come on, like, like if you're Bill, you're going to leave New England to go to another place that doesn't have a quarterback? Like Dallas? No, 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 no. Like the other, no. <laughs> I'm like, are we going to get into this like, fight no, again? No, 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 no. Yeah. That, That's a... Bobby's uh, out. He's leaving. That's, that, that's such a pipe dream. For Atlanta. Like, yeah, for Atlanta, for Washington. You can't... Carolina or even... I mean, Carolina may, you know... Who gives him control still? I didn't buy all that yesterday after I heard it. I read from the reporters, Bill Belichick is willing to see control to stay in New England. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, that's just Belichick saying... Uh, his niceties and whatever he has to to get through this press conference. I'm always willing. I'm always willing to go ahead and do what's best for the organization. But as Michael Lombardi came on the show and told us, you're going to have to convince him that your opinion and your football knowledge 
supersedes what he's bringing to the table. But I was not buying that yesterday. I'm not going to buy that Bill Belichick is going to sit there in New England after all these years and go, you know what? You make the call. Go ahead. Come in, Scott Pioli. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and back off. You know more football than I do, and you analyze this player better than me. I'm not buying it. I, I still think it's interesting, though, that Florio seems so convinced that that could be a possibility, and then Peter King writes in his... Belichick Dallas. Yes, Belichick Dallas. And then Peter King writes similarly like, hey, I think the reason why Jerry used that language he did post game is because he wants to hold on to this dream of potentially getting Belichick here. So it's like, okay, Peter King especially has long, deep ties to the Cowboys organization. They work together, too. NBC, Football Night in America, mm-hmm. the website. More on that at 7 o'clock. Uh, Florio said, put me on, and I'm not going there yet. I'm not going there yet. It'll depend if Peyton can book us any other guests tomorrow. Uh, Sean, RJ, Bobby, <laughs> we got Peyton and Rye Rye right here on DFW Sports Station. Uh, Bobby was right about the Again. national championship. Was it Jim Harbaugh's last college game? Wink Martindale said, no, no, no. I'm not working with Brian Dayball anymore. And my favorite, Angelo Cataldi. Oh, the meatball with more Philly prognostications for the absolute worst. You know we're down for that. That's all next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pistol formation, JJ takes the snap. Hands it off to Edwards, who will bounce it outside. Got him at 40. Got him at 30. Got him at Edwards. He's in the clear. He'll do it again. His second touchdown run of the ballgame. This time for 46 yards. And Michigan has taken a 13-3 lead on the second touchdown of the night from the man who was not tripping. Man, was not tripping. What a call that was. Uh, uh, 
Michigan Radio. Oh, high pitch. The Wolverines win the I national agree. championship 34-13, hammering Washington. This is Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club, and I always say uh, our highest rated audience of the entire show. Forget about just the hour for a second. We've been getting in these numbers and ratings recently where a lot of people take vacation. The Tolos did not take a vacation from the morning show. So thank you all. Uh, You've been making us number one here over the past few weeks. So we always worry, where's the traffic? No one's out on the road. No one's listening anymore. And then we take phone calls, and they're coming in from Miami and London on the Odyssey app. So thank you all for not abandoning us, even though you were chilling with the family during the holidays because the numbers are in, and they are fantastic. So not only a shout-out to the 6 a.m. club, but those of you who uh, were on holiday break but didn't take a break from the morning show. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line. Bobby, uh, you had the prediction correct. I think you and Sandler picked Michigan. Me and Chop picked Washington. And Harbaugh has his college title. Yeah, I know the the LSU, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson team was like a really fun one for everybody to watch. And everybody starting to, you know, they want to recreate that and everything else. The last couple years have shown, like, at the college level, it still matters a lot if you've got a really dominant defense, whether you're Georgia or Michigan or whatever else. And Michigan, just from start to finish, everybody can talk about, oh, their soft schedule and they did this and that. The reality is they were the most dominant team in college football throughout the entire year, and they were the best team in college football this year. That defense, I think it was week eight before they even allowed anybody to take a snap inside the 10-yard line. Let, like have a goal to go situation. They didn't allow one of those for like eight weeks. Oh. They were completely dominant defensively. They were completely out physicaling Washington yesterday. Man. Just out muscled them and doing it with four. Honestly, yeah. I think they got away from the run at times. Like if they would have committed to the run and just kept running, I felt like Texas should have done that. If you just kept running the ball down Washington's throat, they didn't have a response for that. And whereas Texas was generating pressure. They were never really getting to Michael Penix or rattling never. Michael Penix. He looked uncomfortable yesterday. He was really kind of, they they rattled him a little bit. And they decided to back off. You're not going to threat us down the field like you did the Longhorns. And you guys are going to have to make these quick catches. And you're going to have to break tackles. And they were breaking some early tackles. But Michigan just said, we're more physical, we're faster, we're bigger, we're stronger. Uh, we're going to punish you. And it felt like Penix wanted no part of standing in there for some throws, and his receivers didn't want any part of it either. That it was like, okay, here's the white flag. But that was Michigan saying, we're taking away the big play. You're not going down the field, and you're going to have to drive, drive, drive with these quick screens. And he missed, I mean, he missed open receivers anyway, but he, I mean, he didn't even look in the direction of Rome for, I mean, there were several plays that he's wide open. Um, several plays, and big third down plays. And then he missed them a lot of times, too. And how much of that was the Michigan pressure? I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, great defensive lines have always, always mattered in college football, especially. You know, you, you get a great defensive line. You can, I mean, you, you can wreak havoc in the NFL, but especially at the college game. Yeah, it definitely doesn't matter for the Cowboys' defensive line. No. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in the, in the college game, man, I mean, the SEC made their mark with great defensive lines for the last 20 years. Um, and, you know, great offensive lines, obviously, as well. But, man, you get a, you get in some of these quarterbacks' faces at the college level, especially, 
I mean, shoot, at the NFL level you do, but at the college level it's even more pronounced. They are they are in trouble. Washington's long run on the night was nine yards. They had 20 carries. Their long run was nine yards. Michigan ran the ball 38 times. They averaged eight yards a carry. Woo! I mean, they were just completely dominant. 200 and, yards first half rushing. And Dylan Johnson, he was Dylan, hurt. Dylan Johnson got hurt early in this one. Well, he was hurt in the Texas the, game. Yeah, and then had to go into the the blue tent like yeah. the first drive of the game or whatever it was. But honestly, the 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 difference here was just Penix was not comfortable. He was rattled for a lot of this game and. He looked like he was holding some broken ribs after. Uh, he was he was getting hit. That's a, that was a, a, the big part of the difference. Texas generated a decent amount of pressure on him. They just they weren't hitting him. They weren't getting into his head. He was he was seeing ghosts a little bit with Michigan. And it's funny, Bruce Feldman. I heard him talk about that. Rich Rodriguez, the old Michigan coach, used to say that the most difficult thing in football to do is make an open field tackle. That open field tackling is the most difficult thing to do. And that that's something that when you watch Michigan, they're really good at. They're really fast. They're really disciplined. And so when you turn it into a game of, hey, you're going to have to break some tackles, you're going to have to make some plays in space. Well, that's really hard to do against Michigan. And ultimately, you you see what happens. The The game was, it feels like the game was really lost. There was an opportunity because it was a miracle quarter, to me that it was it was 17-10 at half. That felt like a miracle. It yeah. felt like Michigan should have been up by four touchdowns. Yeah. And when you come out in the first half in the very first play, Penix throws the interception. It's like, all right, that that was your shot. And, and and look, I mean, they had shots that entire quarter. I mean, they forced Michigan into punting on every other possession that entire. It yeah. was punt, 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 punt. They had six straight possessions that ended in a punt uh, in the second half. And like that's that was that was Washington's opportunity to get in this game. The interception killed it, and then after that, the, it killed it for him. And now Harbaugh has his perfect green light. To go back to the NFL. Adam Schefter, Michigan guy himself, has continued to say, like, Jim Harbaugh just wants to win a Super Bowl. It's like a challenge that has not escaped him. And it sounds like everyone has been lining up, and they'll just be lining up even harder now. Whether it's the Chargers, whether it's the Falcons, insert your team there. But uh, I think Bill Plaschke wrote a piece in the LA Times begging Jim Harbaugh to take the Charger job. Uh, and that seems like a perfect culture fit. They need someone who who needs to try to make L.A. Charger football actually matter in this city. Uh, Jim Look. Harbaugh, you know, he's got a burnout factor on you, right? It feels like it's going to be three years, and then he's going to wear out whoever he's working with. Um, but he's a winner. I mean, he wins everywhere he goes. Took a little longer than I expected at Michigan. But do we all believe Jim Harbaugh is going to the pros? I do. Yeah. No, I mean, for all the chatter seems to be pointing to the direction of that's what he's doing. And he, he finished the job. Or he is finished. this just another great leverage job by him like he did with the Minnesota Vikings and all these other teams throughout the years? No, I think he, you know, the, I mean, the fact that Michigan's trying to put a stipulation in his contract that says no more leveraging NFL <laughs> jobs and everything else. And the fact that he hasn't signed something says that he's he's ready to go. And And I think the fact that, he finished the job. It's done. He did what he set out to do. He went back to his alma mater. He won a national title. He handled Ohio State for several years. Like, he answered the questions that were asked of him. Yep. He's done everything. I cannot believe it's been nine years that he's been at Michigan. A lot. That, that's wild doing that he's been there that long. But he finished the job, and now the the remaining checklist that he has is go back and, and win a Super Bowl. They were – I still, to this day, I understand how dominant Baltimore was for much of that Super Bowl. San Francisco should have won that game. San Francisco was the best team in the NFL for about two, three years when Jim Harbaugh was there. And the fact that they didn't win one, I think, frustrates him and feels like he left unfinished business and he wants to go 
get that job done. That was a cool shot of his brother, John, surprising him on the mm-hmm. sidelines. And then, of course, you have his dad. So if the Mannings are the first family of football on the field, are, are the Harbaugh's the first family of football on the sideline? Guys, I was looking at his dad. I think it was an FCS title shot they were showing or something. But, of course, John has a Super Bowl. Jim, all the NFL success, national championship, and their pops as well. I'm trying to think of other Schottenheimers. We're we're coaching yeah. family that's been around for a long time. Um, I'm yeah, trying to. They certainly with all due respect. I mean, Buddy Rex and Brian hasn't done anything. No, uh, yeah, but Buddy Rex and Rob, yeah. they were. I, I mean, they've been. You know, they've kind of been tone setters for defensive football for 30 years now. Yeah. So those are the ones that kind of spring to mind. Can't think of anybody else. I mean, I I, I don't know how. They wouldn't be on your absolute short list, even if we could think of somebody else when they've got, you know, titles in both uh, sections of it. That's who I wanted in, in January of 2020 when they went back to when the Cowboys finally moved on from Jason Garrett and it felt like you just need somebody to push this team over the top. That was who I wanted them to call was Harbaugh. But that you're, you're right. There's a burnout factor there. There's the same factor that exists with Jimmy. Like, I heard you guys when I was driving in talking about Jimmy being, you know, the model of success between college and pros and, and what he's done. And the Tolos pointed out we forgot. Saw, we totally forgot. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah. And 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 Jimmy is... Was that you who texted that in on the fan text? No. Oh. But Pete is who I was thinking of driving at Pete and Jimmy. And so Jimmy is, is somebody who's got that couple years, burns out, or, or kind of rubs people the wrong way and has to move on. It, it's the same sort of thing with Jim Harbaugh. So Harbaugh looking to, to kind of chase that and finish the job. Chargers would make a lot of sense. That's why I also think, though, that he may be better suited for college because there's no burnout factor in college because you recycle the players every, literally every year now with the transfer portal. There's no, you've got a 10-year quarterback, you've got a seven-year wide receiver, you know what I mean? Like there's, There is no burn. But it's about goals, right? The, like it's still yeah. about his goals of like he wants to win one. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Sure. I mean, that's if, if, that, is, if that is, yeah, indeed his, his ultimate goal for sure. Uh, you've got to weigh that. You've got to weigh: Do I want to chase the ultimate goal, or do I am I happy here? You know how, how old he is. I don't even know how old he is. Sixty. Uh, he's 60. He looks a lot older. <laughs> I think he looks like he's. I, was, I, yeah, I can't I, get the shot of his him and his pops out of my they mind. Looks, they look so alike. I mean, so if he's sixty, he realistically has max ten years. I mean, not max, but like maybe just say ballpark. 10 to 12 years left. I mean, you've got a short amount of time. If you're burnt, if you have a high burnout factor of, uh, uh, you know, from your player standpoint, four years, he's going to be done. Is he about to college with that? Turns out Wink Martindale was burned out by Brian Dayball and the New York Giants. Yesterday during the show, Dayball announced, yeah, I expect Wink Martindale, the well-respected longtime defensive coordinator to come back. And I was like, I thought that they had issues. I thought Wink couldn't stand him. They were arguing, I think, during a Cowboys game. Well, after the show yesterday, the news came out. Wink Martindale is expected to resign. And it's because he and Dayball's relationship is in a bad place. They also got rid of their special teams coordinator and their two brothers who were coaching that came over with Wink from Baltimore. So they cleared out. A good amount of his staff. They were ranked 27th overall. And Wink is like, nah, man, I ain't coaching with this dude no more. Which I love. I love the petty of getting Dayball to, to kind of set aside his ego and go, you know what? Let's bring Wink Martindale back. That's what's best for the team. And he goes, thank you so much. I quit. Uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to work with you any longer. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think I'm out of here. And so 
this is interesting because when they made the announcement, I saw Diana Rossini, who, who's got pretty good reporting on the Giants, has before. She had I thought said, she was uh, missing lately, like Penix. Well, mm. not with the Giants. Giants, she said on. And she, she quote tweeted one of those reports and said, like, this is where it stands for now. We'll see where things are at at the end of the day. It's like, okay, that's kind of odd. I mean, if Dayball says he's back, he's back. But Wink Martindale was like, no, thank you. I, I I think I'll go look for another job. They must not like each other. And this was a bad year for him. There, there was the issue with, um, who was it, Xavier McKinney, the safety, who basically was like, these coaches don't listen to us. They don't listen to our input. Yeah. And they, I mean, they had issues all year outside of just the coaching staff. Saquon also said, I'm not, I'm skipping the end of season meetings. I'm not going in. Oh. They know how to find me uh, because he's looking at the franchise tag, staring him in the face again. He goes, He's obviously pissed off about it and disgusted. He's like, if you're going to do it, don't make me wait till the final day. I'm out. So, what a different feeling compared to last year at this time in New yes, York. Yes, absolutely. They were, they were riding high last year. Jimmy Kimmel has responded oh boy. to Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers. Bobby's already rolling his eyes. Let's see how worked up you get over this next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Another national reporter is suggesting Bill Belichick to the Cowboys. Oh, no. A very well-respected one. Oh. We'll bring you that at 7 Thank o'clock. You. My guy... Shut up. You're not respected, and you didn't say it. Uh, my guy, Angelo Cataldi, though, I'm loving oh. him. Oh, I'm loving him. I'm living on this one Philadelphia Twitter account 24-7. I'm just hitting refresh like Woj or Shams during free agency. Woj, I don't like Shams, during free agency. <laughs> um, 7 o'clock, Angelo Cataldi, can he predict the next failure for the Eagles as he's been doing over the last month? Shaw Sharif, RJ Choppy, our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt. But we start with McAfee versus Kimmel. Oh, McAfee, Rodgers, and Kimmel. It all started with Friday. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show uh, suggesting that Jimmy Kimmel. Well, which one do you want? Do you want McAfee versus ESPN or Kimmel versus Rodgers? You pick. Oh, gosh, both. They're so juicy. 
That's not an answer. It's, uh, you know, I, th- I think the ESPN one's a much better story. Okay. It started with this. Pat McAfee talking about his show ratings, everything going well over there at the four-letter, except for this. We're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy who is (laughs) attempting to sabotage our program. I'm not 100% sure. That is just seemingly the only human that has information, and then somehow that information gets leaked, and it's wrong, and then it sets a narrative of what our show is, and then are we just going to combat that from a rat every single time? Woo. I don't know. But, like, somebody tried to get ahead of our actual ratings release with wrong numbers 12 hours beforehand. That's a sabotage attempt, and it's been happening basically this entire season from some people who didn't necessarily love the old edition of the Pat McAfee show to the ESPN family. Sure. There's a lot of those. We've heard them anonymously quoted in the Washington Post, Mm -hmm. in the New York Post, in the New York Times, in the L.A. Times, in Wall Street Journal. And they're never like, yeah, love the show. This is awesome. It's always like little things to try to tear us down. So even with the enemy within our own camp, somebody that we don't, I don't like that guy. That guy left me in his office for 45 minutes, no-showed me in 2018. So this guy has had zero respect for me. And in return, same thing, back to him. Wow. Damn. Good. He named names. He named names. And sings. They called him a rat. And they called him a rat. Woo. And I, look, he's to me, he's a hundred percent believable here. Oh yeah. Uh, there, there are definitely people at ESPN who uh, are are just dirty anyway, but probably don't like his show for a number of reasons. Part of not not least of which is that his brand is bigger than ESPN's, and they don't like that. Norby was one of the first to hey, say, we don't want sports center anchors of personality. You Dan Patrick's, you guys get out. K- uh, Craig Kilborn's out. Oberman. Oberman, out. I think he used to fight with Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott he F- fought with. Who F- fights with Stuart Scott? He fought with Bill Simmons. Yep. Everyone so, fights with Bill Simmons. So everybody fights with Bill Simmons. So he he spearheaded the, hey, listen, tell me, what's the difference between, I, I still to this day, don't know the difference between Neil Everett and Stan, Stan Barrett. Okay? <laughs> no, Neil Everett's good. I do like Neil no, no, Everett. But, but it's they, like the difference between Joe Trahan and Joe Trahan. Right. <laughs> their name is kind of the same. Yeah. Short first name, same basic last name. Totally agree. They're, I don't know the difference. They yeah. were the Yale Sports Center. I don't know which one's which. They're not even the same race. I still don't know which one's which. If Matt Berry came back and walked through the stadium... For Sunday's playoff game, would he get stopped? Would people like really recognize him? I think golf fans would. Yeah, you know, because he's not all the golf. It's covered. not the point. Is a Sports Center anchor? You're just a reporter now, yeah. basically. This, this ought to tell you right here what a jackass Norby is. You do you have you met him? You know him? I met him once. Uh, he, he was, I, I didn't have a problem with him. I'm just saying, like, but but the people obviously do. He looks like his name is Norby. Yeah, like he's a male. He was a male kid who worked his way all the way yeah, up. Yeah, it's a great story. He there he really, a male he's been guy. there four yeah, years. I mean, he's it's definitely a, a male guy. Uh, so I, I have nothing. I don't know anything about him, but like I do know like that the people apparently don't like him. This is what how bad he is. Jamel Hill came to the defense of Pat McAfee. That is, I mean, those are those those two were not on your bingo card. Together, like fighting the fight. So ESPN tried to news dump this on Friday with their response. Um, well, 
I'm getting my stories mixed up. They 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 actually news dumped the response between Rogers and Kimmel, yeah. saying what Rogers said was dumb. But then after all this backlash, ESPN said, "Hey, no one wants the company to do better than Norby. We're going to handle this internally." And then McAfee yesterday didn't back off. I guess everybody did hear it. It was oh. a topic of discussion, obviously, the entire weekend. Sure. I, and the only thing that I'm, like, super bummed out about it all sure. is that a guy that we like a lot, a man that watched the game with us in the suite, Burke Magnus, yeah. who is currently new guy in charge at ESPN right below Jimmy Pitaro, I guess he was kind of made to look bad because of what I did and how I did it. I would like to let everybody know we love Burke Magnus. Yep. Yeah, oh. Absolutely. Love Burke Magnus. Love you, Burke. And also love Jimmy Pitaro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love Bob Iger. What? But there is quite a transition era here, you know, between the old and the new. Mm-hmm. New, new, new. And the old don't like what the new be do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So there is certainly going to be a couple of that, but we're very thankful. A lot of people are saying I'm trying to get fired. No way. Whoa. What ESPN has been able to do for us, mm-hmm. more specifically, whenever they do things like this, you have no idea about the crew behind the scenes here that we've been working with basically all year. Not only on game right. day, but for our show, whenever we're traveling, we got nothing but love for all of these people. Now, there's certainly people we do not like. Certainly. Naturally. And they do not like us. That's how it's going to be. And I don't take back anything that I said about said person. Mm. But the overall storyline about us and ESPN, I think people need to remember, we're strong, baby. Bingo. We are strong, baby. And we all understand what the future looks like. There's just some old hags that potentially don't. But we will move forward to that. God, this is my dream. This is that FU money dream. He doesn't care. He he doesn't need ESPN. And this whole thing stemmed from an Andrew Marchand article talking about his TV ratings. And everybody at ESPN is like, because Norby's like big on the TV ratings, apparently. But everybody else is like, yeah, we're past TV. Like, the TV ratings don't matter anymore. The digital matters. That's what matters. YouTube, all the TikTok clicks. And that's what Pat generates. Odyssey. Pat, Odyssey app. Yeah. So, like, people are consuming media not just like by watching TV. Right. Or listening to the radio. Use your apps. Use, like, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. TikTok, all that stuff. So, one of two things is happening. McAfee has that F you money, and he's like, it doesn't matter whether you employ us, we'll go make the same exact money somewhere else. Yeah. He knows that. Or, and I think this is probably the case, he's got that backing over there, and he knows he's untouchable. He can put anyone on blast. I don't know how the contract was written out, but he can destroy whoever he wants as long as it's like not the most important, most important person, but he got the freedom to do it, and it is fantastic. Who's the most important, most important, though, if it's not Bob Iger? Is that who it is, <laughs> I guess, is, is Bob? Bob. So, and and he, he was in favor of Bob Iger, clearly, but, man, he just... I think he recognizes that the the second the, the one of the biggest concerns when he went over to ESPN was people concerned like oh he's going to get censored he's no longer going to be authentic that's yeah. the whole draw of McAfee is his authenticity yeah. and so I think there's also probably a lot of pressure for him to continue to say exactly what he thinks like I can't I can't yep. fake any yeah. of this if I'm upset with somebody I can't keep he, quiet he is degeneration X there, there was yep. there was a time where there was you if you criticize a fellow employee at ESPN. You were getting reprimanded and suspended, and that is out the window. Yeah. It is the attitude. Kornheiser got suspended for that. I can't remember. What was the controversy? He mm. talked about a, a female co-worker, and he yeah. got in trouble. Anyway, we got to move on. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel responded last night. Who was it? Hannah Storm. Han- oh, my girl, Hannah. <laughs> he yeah. said her outfit was horrifying and that she looked like uh, something like he said she looked like packaged sausage or something. <laughs> I think you should get that actually correct, the quote. Not just some type of. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I'll find the exact quote. Some you type of encased, cross, meat. encased meat. So, 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers went on McAfee and suggested that Jimmy Kimmel could be on the Epstein list. He was not. And ESPN is stuck in the middle because ABC owns all of them. They employ both of them. They're worried about taking off Jimmy, and they don't want to take off McAfee because he's got Rodgers on. And they buried their response to this on Friday. They, they An ESPN spokesperson said what Aaron Rodgers said was dumb and stupid. Jimmy Kimmel had the microphone last night on ABC. I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. (laughs) We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and that G made him a genius. Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? (laughs) And can you imagine that this hamster-brained man thinks he knows what the government is up to because he's a quarterback doing research on YouTube and listening to podcasts. I looked it up. This is actually a thing. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overestimate their abilities. In other words, Aaron Rodgers is too arrogant to know how ignorant he is. (laughs) They let him host Jeopardy for two weeks. Now he knows everything. <laughs> okay, the, 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 the two A's in a report card is a great line. It's a great line. There were some good lines in there. Um, the G, the Packer the reference, G, the, the Packer helmet. G, it's a great line. You know, <laughs> that, one of the jokes, I mean, that joke was perfect in 2021, but in 2024, we do know that Aaron knew more than the scientists. Here we a go. A lot of things. Here we uh, go. Would you like to specify? I, I think I said what I said. Go ahead. I think I said. Come on, yeah, McAfee. I think you could take that how you want to take that. Yeah. No, look, here's the deal. They're both insufferable. Like, I can't stand Rodgers. I can't stand Kimmel. They're right. both irritating. They're Awful. both self-important bleep holes. I just, I can't stand them. And Rodgers, while lecturing the New York Jets yesterday, they're like, what needs to change around here? He goes, the distractions. Yeah. <laughs> the distractions. <laughs> then they said, would you like to respond to the Kimmel stuff? He goes, Tuesday, McAfee, tune in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, tease McAfee, yeah. lecture the Jets over distractions. Nick great. Wright has a great rant on him as well. And I, I, I do love the idea of just like, yeah, we got rid of the distractions. The same guy who opened Hard Knocks by turning to the cameras going, hey, watch this. And then jogs <laughs> out there to, to the like adoration and praise. Look, here's the deal. They're both losers. It's two losers just arguing over which one of them loser. is the bigger idiot. I, I can't loser. stand either of them. Why, why do you hate Kimmel again? Because Kimmel became such a self-important, like, I've got a a, a platform and I must use it to, mm-hmm. to lecture society. It's like, no, you're like a late-night comic. Like some people we worked with. Uh, worked? <laughs> <laughs> you want a McAfee here? No, you want no, your McAfee? No, no, you want no, your McAfee? No, no, you want your Norby no, moment? I'm clarifying, I'm clarifying what, what, what you said. What's your Norby <laughs> moment here, Roberto? All right, so there it is. An action-packed first 90 minutes. Jerry Jones at 8.30. We have two reporters now. Two national reporters suggesting that Jerry would be interested in Bill Belichick if things go wrong around here. And the great meatball, Angelo Cataldi, with the next filthy forecast, plus your chance to hang out with the World Series trophy tonight with all of us next. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.